When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to CHGO Bears After Dark, presented by DraftKings. A postponed show here on a Wednesday evening. Normally we're on Monday nights, but somebody had to miss on Monday. Welcome back, Corey. <laughs> that was you, right? What, what that was me. You, uh, you look like one of those uh, old school hockey players, right? That, uh, <laughs> that was toothless in the front. Well, well, people think it's like disrespectful that I'm trying to compare to looking like a hockey player because hockey players actually continued playing even if their teeth get knocked out. Are you disappointed in me that I didn't run it on Monday, even without the tooth? Yeah, I, I think I think the more you're transitioning into media and you got you got rid of the whole bricklayer thing, you're becoming softer and softer, man. Brick was your identity. <laughs> you're this tough guy, hard working. I'm the working man. And now all of a sudden, like a little, you get hit in the tooth, you're like, oh my god, Cody, I gotta cancel after dark. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Right? I mean, it's like, I thought you were a tough guy, man. I understand you're on the media now, but mm-hmm. on, go back to your well, roots, I, You know, I think you're right. I think the more I'm around Carm, I, I'm going to blame this on Carm. Like, the more I'm around him, the softer I'm getting. Yeah, complaining, complaining and feeling entitled, the elitistness, you know. Yeah. It, it, that's. I think that's what it is. I think you're right. And maybe I need to just show up on a job site and lay some brick because uh, you're right. I, I think I am getting softer, you know, by the day. So yeah, I got my tooth knocked out on Monday night playing basketball at the gym here in Crown Point, Indiana, and um, actually met a guy named Brad who's a big fan of our show here at CHGO Bears, and was playing a pickup game with him. Had my tooth knocked out, and I twisted my knee, Corey. <laughs> I, I and I took because I still have the torn meniscus. This isn't a lie here. So I don't know if it's the world trying to tell me that I'm getting too old for this shit or what. But, uh, yeah, so then I had to go to the dentist and have them look at it that night to make sure I could get it, you know, the new tooth installed because it's not a real tooth that got knocked out of my mouth. It was a crown. Luckily, honestly, luckily, because if it was a real tooth, that would have been a bigger problem. Uh, still expensive nonetheless, which, you know, is the bigger issue for us over here at the Braggs residence, you know, having to skirt the bill for uh, another tooth uh knocked out crowns aren't fun so that's what it is but i am getting a comment here brags i'm looking skinny that's right you're gonna find out this summer Corey. i know i keep warning you but flex season is near 
So I appreciate the shout out, you know, in the chat Posillo. So here it is, Corey, let me lay it out to you because you know where things are at here the last two weeks since the season's over. Bears fans are just constantly talking about the big decision and it's starting to become repetitive so much so that I'm getting sick of it. And we're still 99 days away from the draft night. And, you know, we do six shows a week, five shows at noon. And then we do bears after dark every week, six shows a week in the off season. That's what we do here at the home of the biggest off season in Chicago bears history here at CHGO bears. So make sure you're becoming a diehard and getting all the, you know, act, you know, all the things that can uh, come with that, you know, free shirt right out the gate, exclusive content from Adam Hogue's newsletter. You know, uh, we do the bears 100 draft guide and you get to break down, you know, who the best players are coming out in the draft and who the bears might be attacking. We're going to do film studies in the discord spaces. There's just a lot of different advantages for you as a bears fan to become a diehard. And it, and if you do, uh, you'll have access to all that exclusive content along with some free merch right out the gate and some discounted merch, uh, 20% off everything going forward. So that's, that's what it is. But I, I honestly am now I'm starting to get sick of myself around here, Corey, because we're talking about the same thing over and over and over. And I feel like, so I made a promise to myself to start this show that I am not going to bring up any quarterback coming out of college into the draft. We are not going to say their name one time tonight. What we're going to do one, <laughs> not, I am not going to say any of their names, especially the one guy. I'm not going to say him once. I even told the chat, do not say his name in the chat or I'll ban you. Uh, that's where we're laying it down. We are going to literally lock into one scenario. And that is Justin Fields as the starting quarter, because everybody's acting like it's a foregone conclusion. He's gone. Well, it's not a foregone conclusion. And I can, I can acknowledge that we all have our opinions on what the bears should do, mm -hmm. but we don't know what the bears will do. So I feel like we're kind of leaving the bus stop and we're leaving behind the people that want to talk about a scenario that very well could happen. And that's Justin Fields staying here in Chicago. And so in that regard, I'm watching over the weekend. We're seeing Detroit win their first playoff game in 31 years. Mm -hmm. They've certainly shown a blueprint. We've talked about this a lot of times here on this show. There's no question. They have shown a blueprint of how to build a successful franchise, build through the draft, build through the trenches, most importantly, and build around your quarterback. And they're one of the hottest teams in the NFC. There's no denying that. So we're going to stick to that blueprint here tonight. And Justin Fields in this scenario is your starting quarterback in 2024. So I want to lay out a few different things for you, Corey. What is your preference on what they should do? If Justin Fields is your quarterback, how are you starting free agency and then heading into the draft and, and attacking it? you know, step-by-step -step process to build this team out for yeah. 2024. So if, if, if I'm polls and we're keeping Justin Fields, which I think there's a high probability they're going to keep Justin Fields being how that they're keeping Eberflus, right. That the locker room has Justin Fields back. I think there's something to be said for that aspect of it, right? A whole locker room behind a guy like Justin Fields. And then essentially you get rid of him. That could kind of create chaos within the locker room. 
So I think they're going to be leaning towards keeping them. So, but if I'm polls in this offseason, I think in free agency, the first thing I'm doing, I'm going to get a defensive end opposite Montez Sweat, right? I'm going to get a dude opposite him, see what we can do uh, three technique wise as well. See what we can address there, address the center position, right? Because if we can address potentially a defensive end and a center, it'll make the draft that much easier, right? You, when you mm-hmm. look at the strength of the draft, wide receiver position, and then the guy I'm, I'm really high on, um, John, Johnny Newton uh, from Illinois, that could be an option. He'll kind of be in that range for that second pick. Um, so I think that could be a great option right there. Then I'm addressing potentially another offensive line position, maybe a guard, because I think Nate Davis this year, we had very high hopes for him. Didn't really, didn't really live up to the hype. He's been injured. Yeah. He's out for a while. That's um, a tough so one. Cause they, I think they signed him to a four year deal. So that's going to be a tricky one to navigate. It is. But at the end of the day, if you're not performing up to par, it doesn't matter how much you're getting paid. They'll let you go uh, at that point. If you're detrimental to the team, because at times we, we saw him get dominated over there at guard position. Um, it was kind of surprising because the last game of the season, Tevin Jenkins got absolutely whooped in that game against Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, yep. And he, and he owned guy. it. He owned it. He yeah. said on Twitter, that was the worst game I've played all year. And, yeah. I, and I respect that about Tevin. He doesn't yeah. hide from he, that. You have to own up to that. I don't think that's the norm for him. I think he honestly played a bad game, right? But it's hard, especially when it was such a big game against Green Bay in the last game of the season. You're, mm-hmm. you're hoping to spoil their playoff hopes, and you get absolutely dominated. And they played pretty good for the most part next year, but I think defensive end, defensive tackle, center, wide receiver, and potentially another guard. Because I think after this season, you have – you have a question mark with Tevin Jenkins, right? I, I think he's worthy of a, of a second contract, but injury-wise, you have to see how things shake, shake out because he's had issues with the back and the neck, so we have to figure out what's going on with there. But I think those – the got to have a positions for me are defensive end, defensive tackle, and wide receiver. Those are the got to have it. Um, I think you can address the center position either in the draft or free agency, get a viable option there. But those are the three got to have it positions for me if the Bears are going to take the next step going into 2024. No question about it. So in that regard, like when you're looking at Chris Jones or, you know, Daniil Hunter, is there any different names? I mean, there's still a lot to shake out in that regard, like who's going to be available in free agency. But those are two names that stand out to me. Um, And and like I'm looking down the list right now, you Justin Jones is actually an un- unrestricted free agent here coming up this season. Uh, Javon Kinlaw from San Francisco, Christian Wilkins, who was injured to end the year defensive tackle from Miami. Uh, you have some different Fletcher Cox is an un- unrestricted free agent for Philadelphia. Again, with franchise tags and stuff, you know, a lot of this is still evolving, but is there any names that I just said there or anybody you have earmarked heading into free agency that you'd like to see the bears attack? There are two guys, two of the first guys, right? Daniel Hunter and Chris Jones. I think they're dominant forces. And when you look at it, they're probably going to have to pay an arm and a leg for either of those guys. Um, You know, if we have the space available, um, they're both, I think Daniel Hunter is 28 years old and Mm -hmm. Chris Jones, I think is 29. So I think for that age, I, I think they're still in a good spot. I think they're in the prime of their career. Um, I would get a, you know, three to four year deal 
front load it, right? Have it in the first couple of years, majority of that guaranteed money. But I think they're still productive. Daniel Hunter is one of the leaders in sacks as a defensive end and Chris Jones as well. We've seen the impact that Chris Jones made when he was missing a couple of weeks. He came back and back like he never left. So that's, yep. what, that's what the Bears need as far as a dominant position. But I think for me, I would rather address the defensive end position in free agency. I'd rather get a Danielle Hunter, absolute freak of nature. Um, him and Montez Sweat together would be great. I think you could address that three technique in the draft with Johnny Newton from Illinois. I think he's an absolute stud. You know, he reminds me a lot of, you know, prime, you know, Tommy Harris, you know, a Warren Sapp type, a disruptor in there which would be amazing to have. And you got him on a rookie deal at that point, right? So I think, you know, end for me and then defensive tackle in the in the draft. I think that would be a good situation. Yep. Have you, have you watched did... tape on, on Johnny Newton? Like, unbelievable. But yeah. Remember we were talking about Jervon Dexter um, not getting off the ball quick? Johnny Newton has no problem getting off the football, man. He lives in opposing backfields. And I think that will translate. He has the motor. Um, his teammates respect him. He has the locker room. I don't think there's any question about his work ethic uh, from anything I've heard. So I think he would be a great fit in this attacking style defense. Yeah, there's no question. So it's going to be a step-by-step. So we'll see how they attack free agency because that's going to dictate what they want at one and nine. So in, in this scenario where they're keeping Justin Fields, theoretically, I mean, we have to start with the, so you're saying Daniil Hunter, you know, who, you know, 82 sacks, you know, over the last few seasons. I mean, this guy, you know, kind of speaks for himself. Three-time pro bowler, uh, been on all pro here in this league. That would be a, I mean, you're talking about a, a dominant, you know, defensive line. You're getting there. You're getting close. And uh, to give, you know, this has always been a rotational defensive line. That's how Matt Eberflus plays it. You know, the guys are on a rotation and and to keep guys fresh. So there's no reason, even with the the rise that Javon Dexter had here at the end of the year, to bring in another three technique. Uh, so to me, I, I like that plan, but this is where we got to take the step-by-step process. So then with the number one pick, what are you doing, Corey? Because you have a couple options. You're just going to, you know, not think it, not overthink it, just draft Marvin Harrison Jr. You want to talk about generational talent? I think a lot of people would agree that Marvin Harrison Jr. meets that criteria with the pedigree he's coming with and the lineage of following in his dad's footsteps. Or do you try to trade back, you know, just to two or to three and still be able to attain Marvin Harrison Jr., acquire a few more draft assets? It's hard to say exactly how much you'd get in that scenario in a trade back to one spot or two, but it could be very high uh, with you know, trading up for a quarterback that shall not be named here on this show here tonight. You almost got me. Um, or do you try to trade back further and, and, and let somebody come up because last year from nine to one, you know, got you DJ Moore, a future first round pick, a future second round pick, you know, in, in, in it, just a much bigger haul. So the further back you go, you know, theoretically the more picks and the bigger haul that you can get for the future. So how are you approaching the first pick first and foremost, before we get to the second pick that is sitting at nine currently? Yeah, I think it depends on how they value Marvin Harrison jr. He's probably one of the best wide receiver prospects to come out in a long time. So if they play such an emphasis on him, like they gotta have him, 
I would be okay with them taking him with the first overall pick, right? He'd be the or first quarterback. Him. He'd be the first wide receiver taken number one overall since Keyshawn Johnson by the New York Jets. Yeah, I, I think he commands that type of respect and that type of pick. I think he is a generational talent when it comes to wide receiver. And imagine him and DJ Moore in, in, this, in the same offense. That would be pretty impressive there. It would help Justin Fields a lot. And I think building this team, right, for the future of it, whether Justin Fields is the future answer at quarterback or somebody else, I think that would only help the situation. I think Justin Fields is going to elevate his game with another option. Think about this year, how many times when DJ Moore was double covered, wasn't open, who really stepped up, right? Cole Komet at times, but Darnell Mooney was non-existent at times. We didn't really have that true number two receiver, right? Cole Komet was a great uh, security blanket for Justin Fields at times over the seam uh, in the red zone. But who's going to be that number two receiver, right? Cole Komet it fits a need, but he's he's not one of those burners like Travis Kelsey. He's not a George Kittle. He's not going to be the guy that's really going to stretch you down the field like a receiver, sure. like a Brock Bowers from from Georgia. So the Bears need a, a another option. And imagine DJ Moore and him. That would be that'd be a scary thought. So I think it just determine it just depends. Excuse me, on how the Bears value Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, well, I mean, but what I, would you do? I mean, are you drafting him, or are you going to trade back and 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 get more assets here for this year and the future? So if I were going to trade back, I wouldn't trade back too far, right? I would trade back to potentially still get him um, at that point. So that would be uh, two or th- that, that would be two or three then, because Arizona two, yeah. sits at four, and if you trade beyond that, you're really you know, I think it's a hope and a prayer that he makes it past Arizona at four. So in that, in that scenario, then you're only trading back one spot to Washington or two spots to new England. Now for me, if that's what you want to do and you're drafting Marvin Harrison jr, I'm going to do everything I can to trade from one to two, maybe a few weeks before the draft and know that, that I'm sitting at two Washington will take the quarterback that shall not be named. Then I sit at two and try to leverage New England to move up another spot as well, knowing that they're also in the quarterback market for more quarterbacks that shall not be named. And trying to get as much as I possibly can. And if the poker face is getting too much, then I'll just take Marvin Harrison Jr. at two. But that's the system in which that I would try to do it, um, just to try, try to cover all my bases and try to get as much future assets as I can. I, I've always said, like, all the different scenarios that we've drawn up, I, you, they're all promising. They all have a pathway to success. If they get Marvin Harrison, if they draft Marvin Harrison Jr., I do. I don't. As a Bears fan, it would be against every every fiber of my being to be upset about something like that. He's a great player. I'd be lining up to buy his jersey, um, you know. And so, in that regard, trade back to two, trade back to three. If you can do both and still get him and then a bunch of picks, you know, along with that, some second round picks. Cause right now they have the first and the ninth pick, but then they don't have another pick until the third round. So to be able to get back into the second round of this draft, which when you're talking about wide receivers, there's a bunch of good wide receivers, even beyond the top three in Malik neighbors, Roma Dunze and, and Marvin Harrison jr. And you know, this team needs more than just one. I don't know how many they draft in one draft, but at the same time, like, it can't be just DJ Moore to your point. Tyler Scott 
had a couple big drops to end the year. And we talked about it during the Atlanta game. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is on this team, he catches those balls. So when you see Justin Fields passer rating is electric with DJ Moore and, and then it falls off the cliff with everyone else. Well, if you influx some serious talent, some generational talent, I mean, logic says that it should change what those numbers say outside of throwing to DJ. Any, anytime you can add weapons offensively, I think that's a quarterback's best friend. And, and look at the world of difference it was with DJ Moore and Justin Fields, their connection. So I think it's going to further Justin Fields' development and continued improvement. You give another option. And, and I know people are very critical on Fields, and you know he hasn't elevated his game like they thought. It's been too up and down. I think the coordinator, like we've talked about, has been a big reason for that. Um, and then you couple a new coordinator with with a number one receiver playing in the second position, him and DJ Moore. Uh, I think that'd be a hell of a, a threat with Cole Komet being in the red zone target, the three-headed monster running back that they have, depending on what they're going to do with Foreman. It seems like they'll probably let him go. But the Bears are primed for success next year. And I agree. I think especially if you – if you we can, we can make an argument, and we've talked about this, that the Bears were a playoff team. They were a playoff caliber team towards the end of the season, the way they were playing. Sure. So imagine adding those pieces a wide receiver, a defensive end, a defensive tackle. I think they would be a scary team at that point. Imagine the defense adding a guy like Daniel Hunter and Johnny Newton to the defense, how much yep. that would elevate this. Because I'm I'm huge on building the trenches. You know I've always been big on that. I think, I think that's why San Francisco is going to have a chance to win it all, right? If it's San Francisco and Kansas City or Baltimore, I think they're going to have a chance because of that dominant defensive line. I well, think I mean it's so hard. Yeah. And you look at the NFC, you know, for all the, the quarterback fawning we're doing here with this unique position, the bears are at, at the, with the number one pick, you got San Francisco, Detroit, and you've got green Bay who have all shown. If you build the team, you know, the quarterback has fallen into place for them, you know, uh, you know, so there is an argument to be made. There's no question about it. Um, and, and so for me though, if I have the number one pick and I'm riding, I'm running it back with Justin Fields, I, I'm probably trading out further than number three. Cause I'm trying to get as many future first round picks as I can, you know? And, and when you look at the, the draft order, I mean, can you stay in the top 10 potentially, uh, the New York giants, maybe the Titans, maybe the Falcons sitting at eight, those are six, seven and eight. Would the Falcons want to trade up to one? You know, that's nine to one was the Panthers last year. The Panthers were at nine bears. Panthers traded up to one. Would the Falcons want to trade up to one? If Jim Harbaugh gets hired as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, would they want to be aggressive and move up to one? Could we get a starter and a couple first round picks and a couple second round picks. I know it sounds crazy, but I do believe the the return this year on a trade back will be bigger than even last year's return with Carolina. So for me, I'm trying to trade back further. The Jets are sitting at 10. Uh, you know, the Vikings, I don't think I'd trade within the division, but I do think that they could be quarterback hunting. The Broncos at 12, the Raiders at 13. If by some insane scenario that the Raiders want to be crazy enough to give up Max Crosby and a couple first round picks, 
that that's another scenario where your defense then becomes as dominant as potentially what you're seeing with the San Francisco 49ers. So with Justin Fields still as your quarterback, if this is how you're going to play it, that's how I'm going to attack it. Because Mark, to me, if you're going to try, if you draft anybody that says you're running back with Justin, I cannot co-sign drafting Marvin Harrison jr. At one, you want to, you want to double down on Justin Fields. You can't triple down and then draft Marvin Harrison Jr. You got to have a little bit of an insurance policy because let's face it, you want to run it back with Justin, fine, but there's no question it's a prove it year then next year. They have to make the playoffs. You're running it back with Flus. You're banking on the progression of your defense. You're running it back with Justin. You're banking on this influx of talent coming in. Well, it's money on the table time next year. And there, the excuses will be gone. There will be no more excuses that you can have a because of the team and the roster around you, but B because of the contract clock after four years, you got to have a decision on if you're going to give him a contract extension, or if you're going to go somewhere else on a quarterback solution. So in that regard, you got to win games. You got to make the playoffs. And to me, then you also need to have a little bit of insurance behind you with extra first round picks coming up in the next couple of years. And then you could potentially do what the 49ers did where they used three first round picks and packaged them up to take a swing at Trey Lance. And guess what guys, they missed on Trey Lance and it, they, did they skip a beat? No, because they have the team around them. So, you know, for all the fawning, which I am a part of, of, you know, the dreams of a, a rookie quarterback coming in here and propelling us into chiefs, you know, range or, you know, the bills range and being to the playoffs in the AFC championship every year, there is a pathway. If they decide to run it back with Justin and this team still being successful. Yep, exactly. No, I, I agree with that. I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they'll actually do, right? Because we go through all these scenarios back and forth, what they're going to do at the QB position. But I, I am, I am on the side of build around the team, right? Continue to build. I, I've said it, and I've, I've been very adamant about it. Justin Fields is is super talented. Um, areas he's got to improve on for sure. I think his development has really been stunted by the offensive coordinator situation. So Mm -hmm. we really haven't seen a clear picture of what he should be, right? If he had a different coordinator, I don't even think we'd be even having this conversation, right? Even from last year. So I think they've done him a disservice. Um, I think he's improved in, in almost every area. And especially after the point where he got hurt, he hurt his uh, thumb after that Minnesota game. Yep. I think when he came back, we, we saw an improvement and, and Hogue talked about the numbers, how it was kind of deceiving. And I think it was skewed because of those two Denver and commander games that he really lit it up. I think yep. he threw what, eight or nine touchdowns. Yeah, eight, I think he had eight touchdowns yeah. in two games and, with Denver yeah, like and Washington yards, like yep. something, something crazy like that. But what I saw, especially in that uh, Falcons game, that was, that was unbelievable. Like the precision there in the elements with the snow ball was wet. Just some of the throws he th- was unbelievable. Uh, looked very comfortable, looked poised. And then we come back, we're like, okay, Green Bay game. Gets he's going to have a great game plan. We saw what they did last week. <laughs> and then O-line couldn't protect, had no day, no no time back there. Just didn't seem in a, in a rhythm at all. And it, it's tough when, when the rush is, is breathing down their neck. 
Um, offensive line got dominated. It's it's tough sledding at times. Um, at the end of the day, you know, Justin Fields has no excuses at this point. People are like, he's been here for three years. But you just have to think of it from a logical standpoint that he hasn't got the development we should have. He hasn't, right? They've done him a disservice. No question. Uh, I don't think any, but, even the hardest critics of Justin Fields would say that the franchise has done him no favors in helping his development. There's no question about it. You brought him into a lame duck head coach and play caller in Matt Nagy. He gets fired. You hire an inexperienced uh, OC in Luke Getze, who had never called plays, didn't really have a resume of developing quarterbacks. And oh, by the way, while Luke Getze is learning on the job last year, they have no roster around mm. Luke or Justin to try to get that off the ground running. Now you bring in DJ Moore in the second year and you start to sturdy up the old line with Darnell Wright, but it takes time. Then there's injuries as there are every year. And, and so that certainly as we've gotten to this point has stunted the development that could have potentially happened had they had a, a more solid approach, you know, around Justin, there's no question about that. And then, Oh, by the way, once you feel like you've got everything set, Justin gets hurt for 35 days this season, which didn't help his cause at all as well. Exactly. I, I think the biggest thing is fans and media get impatient with development i think we're we're uh, we're a society in general now that we want everything to happen now we want overnight success sometimes it doesn't happen like that and some of the, some of the great quarterbacks right john elway steve young um they started out iffy right in in their career right josh allen his first two years were, were tough I think Josh Allen had a great play caller in, in Brian Dable. I think he really transformed his game, took him to the next level. And, you know, people say, well, look what he's doing in, in, for the Giants. I mean, I, I just think Daniel Jones is not very talented. You look when Tyrod Taylor's in there, he's slinging that rock. So I just think it takes, it takes a good developer, a good game planner to really develop a quarterback. And look at it on the other side, our rival, Green Bay, um, what LaFleur has been able to do with Jordan Love. Jordan Love is playing lights out. He looks amazing. He looks comfortable. Yep. He looks confident. And he didn't look that same way weeks four through about eight, right? They kind of hit some lulls in there because he started out red hot, right? First three, four weeks, one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league. Then they hit a little lull. And they got on the same page, him and LaFleur. He said, okay, this is what Jordan does well. Let's do this. Let's game plan them. Yep. And the game planning towards the end of the season for Green Bay was unbelievable, right? How yep. they picked apart Dallas was a thing of beauty. Like every call they had, wide open, wide, Dallas blew some coverages, don't get me wrong. But how they how how Jordan Love handled the, the blitz and the pressure, guys were open, it was, it was amazing to see. And he looks a lot like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, some of his mannerisms, throwing off that back yep. leg. Green Bay has been in a great situation. Aaron Rodgers, learned behind Brett Favre for three or four years, right? Then became what he is, arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. Same thing. Jordan Love got to sit behind Aaron Rodgers and learn from him and yep. thrust into this. And now he's playing arguably as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So it would be nice to have a great play caller that could say, you know, let me put my ego to the side. This may be what I like to run, but this is what Justin does well. Let's script around him. Let's highlight his strengths. That's the mark of a great coach. That's what Bill Belichick had been doing for years. 
No he had question. All these guys that people tossed to the side for years. Oh, he's not good enough. He's too slow. He got cut from this team, that team. You know, Rob Ninkovich. I, I think that's a perfect example of a player that people tossed to the side. He was cut multiple times. Then he comes there. Like Julian Edelman, right, was a college quarterback. Came in there, kick returner, um, Amendola, same kind of thing. Find a role for them. Do, you know, they find a role where it suits their strengths. And a guy like Tom Brady, the GOAT. And I do not think Tom Brady would be who he was if he went anywhere but the Patriots. Because if you think about in their scheme, they had Drew Bledsoe before Tom Brady thrust in there. Drew Bledsoe had a cannon of an arm. I mean, he probably had the best arm in all of football. So he gets hurt. Tom Brady comes in. And, and, they, and they dumb down the offense a little bit, right? A lot of dink and dunk throws, get him confident. And then all of a sudden he becomes Tom Brady the way he is, right? And it's yep. not taking anything away from Tom Brady because his work ethic, his understanding the offense, his intelligence out there, unbelievable ability to read defenses. But I think like people, he was in a position to succeed, right? Just like a guy like Patrick Mahomes behind Alex Smith for a year, behind uh, a great play caller and Andy Reid. I think that's been the difference with the Bears has been the coaching offensively. Well, and I think that, and I think that it's about margin of error. I mean, with the way Tom Brady and the Patriots won early in their career, a lot of kids might not remember because Tom Brady has been dominating for 20 years now, but when he first started, he was a game manager in a lot of ways. They, they played ball control defense. They would shut Peyton man. They'd win. 13 to six, you know, that's how they, that's how they won a lot of their Super Bowls early on. And they slow drip their way into developing him into the, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback of all time, but it didn't happen right away. And it's about margin of error. And with the bears and Justin Fields, he's never had a margin of error that was wide enough to work with The defense would give up 27 plus points a game. They'd lose a lot of one score games and then everyone would blame it on the offensive blunder at the end of the game. That, that was what ultimately, you know, felt like was decided in that moment, but Oh, the defense gave up two touchdowns as well. So when, when you have a dominant defense and we've seen this a million times here in Chicago, we've seen this with the, the 2006 bears that got to the super bowl. You know, when you have a dominant defense, your margin of error on offense is different. 2018 so, with Trubisky. Right, right. People talk about Trubisky's stats, but he had arguably one of the most dominant defenses in all of football with Vic Fangio. They were playing lights out. Think about when Jared Goff and Todd Gurley came to town, that high-powered offense. Oh, they're the greatest show on turf like Kurt Warner and them. Bears completely shut him down. I think Jared Goff had 60 yards passing. Todd Gurley had maybe 20 yards rushing. That defense was so dominant that it didn't matter who was playing the quarterback because you were put up in a, in a position to succeed. Now let's not get it twisted. That's not the goal. The goal is to have no, that dominant no. defense and for Justin Fields to ascend any measure oh, of yeah. what Trubisky or Rex Grossman oh, were for yeah. this team. If you're running it back with Justin, it's because he's going to get unlocked and unleashed with uh, another playmaker in Marvin Harrison Jr. or Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze and and more talent on the defensive side of the ball. And you're talking about uh, another echelon. So like people are like, oh, well, that wasn't good enough. They didn't win the Super Bowl in 2006. Well, if you're running it back with Justin, the goal is to be much better offensively than the 2006 Bears were on offense, who actually did run the ball pretty damn well. 
Now, the key to that, Corey, uh, before we take a break and, and bring on a guest here, little surprise guest here, and then I know we got to cut you loose as well uh, before we get too close to the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, but the one thing I did want to pick your brain on quickly, and we'll have you know time to react once they finally make the decision, but the biggest key, we've talked about the personnel decisions in free agency or in the draft and how we're going to approach building this team around Justin Fields, but we all understand the play caller is what is going to unlock and help unleash this offense and be what it could have been this year. So if you're going to run it back with Justin, it is paramount that you pick the right play caller, offensive coordinator. So in that regard, the bears have interviewed five candidates, Greg Roman, former Ravens offensive coordinator, you know, worked under Lamar Jackson. He's taken a year off. Shane Waldron, the Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator who has, you know, uh, you know, taken Geno Smith, who was once considered a bust and made him into a quarterback that's been pretty respectable in this league. Clint Kubiak, San Francisco 49ers passing game coordinator. He has experience calling plays. He also was the OC for Minnesota in 2021. So he's he got some experience with some different teams. Greg Olson, the Seattle Seahawks quarterbacks coach. And then uh, Liam Cohen, who's probably the outlier here, the Kentucky uh, football university of Kentucky offensive coordinator. These guys all have, you know, a Shanahan McVay uh, history to them with the exception of Greg Roman. They all, you know, have, uh, for the most part, an outside zone. I think that's one of the bigger things of emphasis when, when they're interviewing these guys, they kept the offensive line coach and Chris Morgan. You can't change your offensive per offensive line personnel, uh, overnight. So there looks like they're trying to run it back with the run scheme in the outside zone. But as far as trying to get Justin Fields on the level where a lot of fans feel like he should be by now, what coordinator for you stands out as the guy that Justin Fields should be paired with? I would say I, I like Greg Roman, right, because of his relationship with Lamar Jackson and the ability to work with a mobile quarterback. I like Clint Kubiak, too. Um, I think I think especially those descendants of Shanahan have, have performed very well. You look at Bobby Slovic, uh, Houston's offensive coordinator, has done a great job. Um, Clint Kubiak, I mean, coaching is his blood from his father, and he's called plays before. He's under that Shanahan um, umbrella right now. I think I think those two options for me. I think, and I'm wondering too why Byron Leftwich is not in the picture. That that that's a very interesting one to me um, because of because of what he did with Jameis Winston. I know Jameis Winston threw a lot of picks in in that one year, but I think he threw for five thousand yards. If I, if I have that right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, so yeah, but it was a, like 30 touchdowns and 30 picks. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so, really sure. Where is he right now? Is he still the, um, I don't think he's coaching at all. Yeah. This year. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to look through it right now, but yeah, you're right. I don't think he's coaching as well. Uh, you know, this was a guy I think people thought could be, you know, a head coaching candidate. Um, and that kind of fell through. So, you know, it, I, the Greg Roman thing I think makes the most sense as far as pairing him up with Justin Fields, just because there is a comparison to him with Lamar Jackson in their style of play and, and, and design runs uh, Greg Roman with Lamar Jackson, you know, say what you want about the passing numbers, but at the end of the day, they were 13 and two 
with uh, Greg Roman as the coordinator there under Lamar Jackson when Lamar Jackson won MVP, uh, completing 66% of his passes, throwing for 36 touchdowns and six interceptions. So, uh, you know, and he also rushed for a career high uh, 1,206 yards that season. So it's a heavy run oriented offense. You know, um, uh, we saw Des Bryant voicing his displeasure of the idea of Greg Roman. He, he made a joke on Twitter and said that if you're hiring Greg Roman, the receivers should demand a trade. But at the same time, I think you can point to some receivers that had a lot of success with Greg Roman as their OC. Now is there their uh, passing game, you know, uh, not the immense amount of routes that uh, Shanahan's system has. Is it, you know, more of a run, you know, first type of offense? Yeah, but that I think would play to the strengths of Justin Fields that he currently has. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And, and, and I think maybe we'll get an answer by next week. Uh, they did also interview the OC. Uh, from the Carolina Panthers here today as well. So they're continuing to, um, you know, spread their, spread the, spread their uh, branches out and see where they can find things, but we'll have to wait and see who they ultimately decide. And if that gives us any indication on who they are going to pick to be the bears quarterback here next year. But uh, tonight, Justin Fields is the bears quarterback for next year. And that's how we're focusing in on the scenarios that are going down for the Chicago bears. And uh, while you're doing that, make sure you're put, laying down a bet that Justin Fields is the quarterback next year. You might get heavy odds. You never know when you're using the code CHGO to sign up DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the national football league is bringing you an offer that will help you make the playoffs electrifying uh, hopefully this upcoming weekend is a little more electrifying than some of the games we saw last week. New customers can bet just five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code CHGO. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 878-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources so hit up DraftKings at code C-H-G-O, and we appreciate their support here. Uh, so without further ado, uh, we're bringing on Jake hey. oh, Flanagan here. Uh, you know, I, Jake is, Jake, the other night we were, you know, I was hanging out in the studio. We were doing Bulls pre and post game. And uh, during the game, Jake took me, Corey, on the, on the whiteboard and was drawing out plays explaining to me how maybe one day here in the future, there'll be a dual threat quarterback, not dual threat in the singular two different quarterbacks in a formation at the same time. 
pressing the safety to decide what they're going to do because all quarterbacks are becoming dual threat now. So if you split two quarterbacks in the backfield, run an RPO, what is the safety going to decide you know. do, you know? And, 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 and so the other thing that was happening was while we were talking about these scenarios, Jake was contemplating throwing me off the balcony. So I invited him here to come on tonight because like I've told everybody, I'm not talking about college quarterbacks here tonight. We are going to talk about Justin Fields scenario. So no, I, Corey, I know you got about, you know, who's five guy, or 10 guy from USC. I'm not, the, not I don't, e- I don't even know. I don't even know. Guys, I, don't I, you know, I know. felt like, I felt like ultimate warrior before like a Royal rumble out of the back. And now I'm like running out just like ready to go. And then I have to like pause because I realize it's a pro Justin Fields show tonight. And, and Corey, I know you're always, you're, you're, you're very much, in favor of that or will support that. And I know Braggs is um, open to it if that's what occurs, but yeah. I, I know that as time has went by, you know, uh, he is, um, he has maybe shifted a bit to the dark side. Just, I don't know, just what, a bit. I don't know what you're talking just about. A bit. I didn't say anyone's name, but that's really what yeah. I have to get out. And if, if you yeah. guys will just let me do that, I would appreciate it because it, it comes <laughs> to this. Are you a loyalist? Or are you someone that's ready to jump ship? And I say this with 40 years of being a Bears fan, and I understand. We, we would say, hey, all this time, it's time to give up. It's another quarterback. It's just not working, right? Circumstances be. We've gone through all this stuff. You've talked about it tonight at length. We've talked about it for months. But here's the situation. This is the time in history where we have the second greatest player in Bears history to Walter Payton, in my opinion. He has that ability to be that for this team. I'm not talking about quarterback. He can develop that, whatever. We can get there. And you're wanting to get rid of it. You've got wandering eyes for all these other quarterbacks. And you're looking at you're looking at the Packers, and you're saying, Jordan Love, oh, Jordan Love, CJ Stroud, he's great, whatever. And then you're talking about this guy in college, and you're saying his name. No. Like, I'm committed, like, ride or die with Justin Fields. And he's been through it with us. And we've seen it, and he's he, he's ready now to be supported completely. We're, we're in year three. I know we just passed year three. We're going to year four. But what I'm saying is we're in year three now of where we're really attacking the roster build. We're bringing in more talent. And if we commit to him as the future – and I told you this, Braggs, and I know I'm just getting long-winded here, but whatever. Have that. I don't care at this point. <laughs> What, what I told you is this. I believe that Ryan Poles at some point in the last week or month looked at Matt Eberflus and said, all right, this is the coach that's going to lead us to the Super Bowl. Because if he didn't, then he had the latitude to make a change, and he didn't. And I think he did the same thing with Justin Fields. And I think he said he is a quarterback that's going to lead us to the Super Bowl. And if he didn't feel that way, then he may trade him, Right. And that may happen. And I'm op- I'm not open. I am I am uh, preparing myself for that possibility. But I I really hope that that does not occur because as much as everyone's talking about all these top quarterbacks, you draft a quarterback number one overall. They have all these great stats, and they're in the playoffs, and they're going to the ch- NFC Championship or AFC Championship. Out of the n- last 24 Super Bowls, 19 of them were quarterbacks that were not drafted number one overall. Okay. The five, there are five times it happened. Peyton Manning did it twice. Eli Manning did it twice. And Matt Stafford did it once. Matt Stafford didn't even do it for the team he was drafted. 
Peyton Manning did it one time with the team he was drafted for and then one time with the Broncos, and Eli did it twice with the Giants somehow, but probably mainly because of David Tyree. But, like, <laughs> guys, like, listen, stats are great. Playoff wins, awesome. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame quarterbacks, amazing. But you know what I care about? I care about Super Bowls. And Justin Fields is the quarterback with the talent around him that will be assembled with Ryan Poles and that continues to develop with the new coaching staff and new offensive philosophy and and everyone being bought into this is going to lead us there, guys. He will. I believe it wholeheartedly. Thank you for your time. Yeah, Yeah, see, see, Brad. Kang is saying Jake Flanagan for Bears fan president, club president. 2024. No. I mean, I they say I'm mayor of Meatball Island, but I I mean Adam ranks certainly up there as island. far as no, don't call well, we wear flip-flops on Meatball Island, okay? But it's not flip-flop island, it's meatball island. But we do wear flip-flops on there, and there may be some flip-flopping from time to time. We're trying to figure out the rank and file of Meatball Island. I know somewhere Jake has some kind of role on there. Uh, I think for some of you, I think you can clearly see. Uh, you know, why I got hired at CHGO because clearly Jake is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's, I think part of the equation here, but no, I appreciate, you know, a different perspective. Uh, so if we're going over, and this is what the people are putting out there. This is the Justin Fields apology form. And, and there's a lot of people here in the chat that may have to fill this out in the future. And since this is a show where we're talking the scenario of Justin Fields returning, uh, where would you guys say, you know, I, you know, what would I, how would I have to fill this out? The different um, reasons for behavior, you know, and this is, you know, this is your apology form to Justin Fields are the media told me he was bad. I assumed all Ohio state quarterbacks suck in the NFL, which has been proven false here. Uh, this playoffs, I assumed he couldn't throw because he can run. Uh, I got the hots for uh, he ha- shall, he who shall not what? be named. What's the name? I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I can't say it. I made a promise. I'm a Packers Vikings or lions fan. I'm biased against the bears. I haven't watched the bears since week four for you guys. What would you say? Where do I have to fill out this chart? How many check marks do I have here? Uh, I would say the media told me he was bad. That's you. <laughs> check. Um, One check. Uh, the, I got the hots for, he who he shall not be named. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's two. Um, I haven't watched the bear since week four. <laughs> I don't know what you've been doing in the studio. I, at least <laughs> I definitely got two check marks. So then if you do fill it out, it says, I will hereby respect Justin Fields and will not talk down on the future Hall of Famer. So there's the there's the apology form, and it's ready in case this scenario plays out. As I've said a hundred times, I don't know what happened with Corey's uh oh, there we go. Oh, there you go. Um if this scenario plays out and they keep Justin Fields, I am setting up an event somewhere in Chicago where every Bears fan that's going to play the I told you so with me and Corey will be at the front of that line. Jake will be at the front of that line. No. Cody Del Mendo will be at the front of that line. And I respect it. You guys are 10 toes down. If that happens, I will set up an event. We can even raise money for charity and everyone can throw meatballs at me i don't what well, we got a few people that are can we can uh, we do the dunk tank we can if if we have enough uh meatballs <laughs> and marinara sauce to fill up a dunk tank and people want to chuck meatballs at me that way we'll set it up we have some people out there that have offered to make the meatballs 
And uh, so we will set up this event if this were to happen. And Corey, you know, we'll test out your arm and see see what your fastball is like. It's probably more like a change up. You know, I know you're a football guy, but, you know, <laughs> may, maybe you can throw a heater. But we'll also have to question your you see, accuracy. You see how this guy, how this guy talks when he's not around me. He's all big yeah. and bad. Oh, I'm the big, I'm the sheriff in town. Oh, I'm with Cram. Oh, I'm with Hope. Come on, man. Just Come wait till the next you time you're in the same room. Exactly. Yeah. Let's let, let, let's see what's up, Dan. You're gonna be like, oh, hey, Corey, nice to see. How you been, man? How's the family? Um, yeah, yeah I, I took back what I said about uh, Justin Fields. Yeah. All right, Corey. Well, before you go, we did have a, a bunch of super chats, but I'll read through uh, some of them um, and and then let you jettison. Uh, the Duke is in the chat. 1999 super chat. Look who decided to show up. A hey, Woot. Woot. You still riding with us, Fields guys, a.k.a. Tradeback, a.k.a. the right people. Uh, I'm 100% riding. You know where I stand on this. You know where I stand on this. I, I, I think the consensus is, from a lot of analysts, a lot of former players that really understand the game and, and watching what's going on, understanding the full picture, they're all for Justin Fields Dan, right? Baldy, who's on the show, Baldy has a, immense knowledge about football. He knows his game. Uh, he's been adamant about keeping him. So I just think the thing is you need to build around him, you know, continue to strengthen the offensive defensive lines, add another weapon. And like I said earlier, the Bears were a playoff caliber team towards the end of the season the way they were playing. They're going to mm-hmm. just continue to get better. And I think with the right coordinator, Justin Fields is going to elevate himself as, as, a, as a top quarterback in this league. Well, I do find it interesting that a lot of the media and the draft analysts are going one way, but when you hear players in interviews, you're more times than not, 90%, I ain't going to say 100%, 90 to 95 percent of the players I hear on these podcasts all across the country are saying keep Justin Fields. And I do find that interesting. Uh, you know, and we'll just have to find out who's right at the end of the day. A couple more super chats, and like I said, we'll get you uh all packed up here, Corey. And then I'll I'll wrap the show up here with Jake. Let him get a few more words out uh for me. 1999 super chat from Jake. This is a different Jake, not the Jake with us. This is uh the YMCA, uh, the hard hat, Jake, he says, keep Justin trade back, uh, with Oakland, get a hall of picks with Crosby draft neighbors and Newton or package those picks and move back up to Marvin Harrison, jr. Uh, draft McCarthy early in the second round. Let him sit. What do you think? I, I don't think McCarthy will be there. Um, in the second round, they're talking about just the way he finished the season how they have that national championship. Mm-hmm. I think it elevated his stock. And if he has a good combine performance, which I think he will, I think he'll show well in, in the testing and workouts. So I think he'll elevate himself potentially to the, to the first round. It's, it surprises me because I've watched a bunch of Michigan games and he doesn't throw the football all that much. I, I thought he looked limited, you know, even in their national title run, he looked limited to me. I know he has some of the intangibles, uh, his record speaks for itself to me. Like he looks like a second round pick, but I understand how quarterback desperate this league is. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him go, go in the first round, but it would surprise me. You know, I know people compare Tom Brady coming from Michigan, but it would surprise me to see him 
be more than what I've seen in Michigan. And I understand they're a run heavy school. So he hasn't been able to showcase his talents, maybe in the way that other quarterbacks that shall not be named have, um, you know, show showcased. Uh, Lou LaChat for 49.99 super chat, final super chat. Uh, and then we'll let Corey loose. It says my favorite podcast, love the Braggs Wooten combo almost as much as the one, two punch of Justin and DJ. I've always been a build around Justin gal. Let's trade back and get another great haul for a 2024 playoff run bear down. Well, we appreciate you Lou LaChat. Uh, that's very kind of you to say. Me, I Corey's had to put up with me all year. Uh, it's yes, not it's been easy sweat. for him. Yeah, yes, it's, it's not it's been tough easy. A lot of times. Oh, I, I don't know what to do, honey. What should we do? Come on, Braggs. <laughs> Wear your big boy pants on. All right. I, yep. I know you're over there on Meat Boy, Meatball Island, but yep. you know what I mean? Come on. Yep. Go yep. to your closet. Don't go to your wife's closet in the morning. I know you're skinny. You're losing all this weight and stuff. <laughs> But you know, like, oh, honey, what do you think of these skinny jeans? You know, come on. Bro. You know what? I've been wearing these skinny joggers, and now Hogue's harassing me about the brand because now he's trying to copy my swag, and now he's out trying to, you know, but, but shop you see, for the, the same pants. You and, Ho- you and Hogue are different, right? Different mm-hmm. body types, different right. builds. Yeah. You're, you're the old bricklayer. You're the tough guy. You're supposed to wear the corn hearts, right? The, the yeah. whole bit. All right. Yep. Yep. Ain't yep. None of that. So you so you so your yoga pants. No, I I do think you, Lulu? you like Lululemons. No, <laughs> no Lululemons, but I do think you're making a good point. I think being around Hogue and Carm has softened me up a little too much. So I got to self-reflect here, uh, you know, going forward. But Corey, <laughs> I hey. promise I'd let you take off. Go ahead, Jake. I know he's got to go, but I heard something earlier that I love to hear. And again, Corey and I are on the same wavelength here. And I know Braggs, you think it's crazy. But Marvin Harrison Jr., I have no problem drafting him number one overall. Hey. Neither does Iris. She's cool with right? it. Right? You, yeah. you, down, you down for it? Dude, I get it. It's probably not the wisest thing to do if you know you could trade back one or two picks. Like, obviously, you want to do that. But if yeah. you're not sure, like I said five months ago, I sprint to the podium, and I apologize whenever you're receiving the Lombardi trophy in a couple of years. Like, that's it. So, so Jake, real quick before I get off, you remember remember the tweet you said before last season or, or in the off season? People yeah, were very I was critical. a little off. I was a little they're, they're off. Reposting it. What 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 are you saying to those to those people that are commenting on that? Like which? Oh, I just say you're right. I I was I was wrong, but not by much. And you know, it was right there. They were right there. The, the thing is, you even despite how up and down the Bears were this past season. Denver should have been a win. Detroit, that game should have been a win. You're up two scores at the end of the game. And then the Cleveland game, you do that. They're 10 and six going into Green Bay last week. And that game is irrelevant at that point. Braggs and Braggs and I would have been, I don't know what would have happened. We would have been, it would have been just crazy right now. And 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 that's exactly what I predicted of 10 to 11 wins. They should have had that number, right? You can't go back in time and you can't give those back. But you, when you're up that much in a game, you have to finish the game. You have to. And the Buccaneers are an example yeah. of, man, what a missed opportunity. Look at them. Now they're in the divisional round. The Eagles were floundering. How sweet would it have been if the Bears could have got revenge from the double doink, sneak into the playoffs, and take out an Eagles team who checked out here the second half of the season? Uh, all for not because they fell short in some games, but certainly looking forward to the future. Corey, 
Uh, we'll let you go. Uh, may, we'll see you next week. We'll see how these playoffs shake out. Uh, hopefully the Lions and Packers can fall. But if not, we'll be here on Monday night. And I'm going to bust my tooth next week. Meatball and- Island on Monday night. Brags and Wooten, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. All <laughs> right. Oh, Have a good see night, guys. Sorry. All right. That's Corey Wooten always busting my ass about something. I just want to make it clear because I see some people in the chat saying, quit flip-flopping. I'm not flip-flopping. Yeah. I have stood on what I believe the bears will do. Yeah. I have stood when the season ended. Like we played the different scenario game, the second half of the season going back and forth. What should the bears do? And I, I, I'm an emotional bears fan. So, you know, Justin Fields playing the way he did against the Falcons. Look at this beautiful family there. And, and, in the Falcons game, there's no question. It moved the emotional needle for me in that game. Uh, but once the season was over, it was time to, you know, put the big boy pants on and make a decision. And, and I've given you that. I've said what I believe the Bears will do. I, I, be, what I believe the Bears will do and what I would do if I was the Bears. It's twofold. Yeah. Um, I'm but, okay. that does, yeah. but that doesn't eliminate, you know, this scenario that we've talked about here tonight that I think does b- belong in the conversation just because. I don't think it's going to happen or Hogue doesn't think it's going to happen or Carm doesn't think it's going to happen. Or most of the Chicago media doesn't think it's going to happen. Doesn't mean that we just completely ignore this scenario because it's very plausible. We do not know what Ryan Poles is going to do. So this isn't flip-flopping. We have to cover all our bases here at CHGO bears, and we're not going to leave out this part of the conversation. And if they are going to keep Justin Fields, how we doing? How we doing? Rose is just saying hi. Yeah, I've got a Justin Fields jersey in my closet, and so is my sister. If and they can't and, wait to wear it to a game next year. And 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 so yeah, the A. Hey, and I, I got a couple Justin Fields jerseys here right behind me as well. So anybody that thinks I'm not a fan of his, I am. But it, you know, at the end of the day, I think there's gonna be a hard business decision to be made here. It's not gonna be great. And it's a shame that it didn't work out for Justin Fields here potentially, but that's not what this show is here tonight. This show here tonight is to talk about the scenario that they do keep him. And for fans to think that there isn't a pathway to success with Justin Fields, simply because you don't like him or you don't think he can live up to an expectation that some people in the chat do is irrelevant. I, I, to me, I do think there is a pathway to success. They with a, with the roster they had this year with Justin Fields being out for four games, uh, 35 days, they had a pathway to success this year. So, you know, I, I, I'm not as hardlined as everybody else when it comes to, Oh, this will definitely work and this will not work. And so we don't know what Ryan Poles is going to do. Ultimately, if he decides to keep fields, then we have to try to think about what they're going to do to build the team around him pick the offensive coordinator that's right for this offense and try to get this team into the playoffs next year. That's right. And I told you this before too, but if they go a different direction, the direction that you're thinking they should, I'll be the first to be like, Hey, this is what we're doing now. I got to believe into this, like that old dreams over and we'll move forward. And that that's just how it'll be. And I hope it's the same, you know, uh, vice versa. If, if uh, they stick with who, um, you know, they came to the dance party with. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. We're just gonna have to wait and see. It's ninety nine days um, until the NFL draft. And as I said to start the show, if you weren't here early on, if you if you want become a diehard, head over to allchgo.com. If you become a diehard, you get a free shirt right out the gate. 
uh, 20% off, you know, merchandise going forward. We got a lot of sweet, uh, swag from all the different teams, uh, Blackhawks, Bears, Cubs, Bulls, uh, Red Stars, all of it. Every Chicago sky has got a sweet shirt. Uh, so you get discounts on all those shirts going forward and a free shirt right out the gate. And every year you renew, you get another free shirt. Um, you get discounts on our live events, tailgates, you know, we've got, a. um, you know, a bulls event coming up where you can buy a ticket, go with the bulls crew to a game, sit in the 100 level. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking into that. I think they're playing the Timberwolves for that game. Yeah. So that's, we've got a lot of sweet events coming up. Blackhawks always doing something. Yep. Uh, so, and then beyond that for Bears specific, you have an opportunity to get exclusive content like Adam Hogue's newsletter that's out weekly. He just did a breakdown of a quarterback that shall not be named on tonight's broadcast. He, we have the bears 100 draft guide that we did last year. Uh, the top 20 is going to be coming out soon where you can know who in Adam Hogue's eyes, who the top 20 players available in the draft are, and then we'll branch it all the way out to the top 100 uh, our discord spaces. I saw somebody earlier saying that they see me in Twitter spaces all the time. There is a Discord Spaces that's exclusive to just CHGO diehards, and we're in there, Bears fans only. Not all the craziness sometimes that you'll get in Twitter Spaces, having fun conversation. We've been doing watch-alongs for the playoffs. We'll be doing those here on Saturday and Sunday uh, for the divisional round, so you can head into the Discord Spaces and uh, hang out with us while we watch the game. Hogue, uh, Carm, Nick, Moriano, we're all popped in there. You can ask them questions while you're watching the game. Uh, we, we, even today we did, um, you know, diehard overtime after CHGO bears was over where you could ask some of us questions right when the show was over. So we're doing, we're up in the ante, uh, to give you guys as diehards as exclusive content as we possibly can. So make sure you head to all chgo.com and become a diehard here today. Uh, so we have a few more, uh, super chats and, uh, comments that I highlighted. We did have a bit of breaking news from our guy, Gary Ross, who's always on top of things, helping us here in the chat, keep us informed. Yikes. This just in, Dallas is not making a head coaching. Cowboys head coach, Mike McCarthy is returning for the 2024 season. Certainly a surprise there, uh, especially when you consider some of the head coaches that are available uh, two teams. You would think Jerry Jones might've wanted to take a big swing there, but uh, Mike McCarthy survives. Certainly a surprise there. Um, you know, uh, George McCaskey's in our chat. Appreciate you. George McCaskey he didn't do a super chat, but he said we need a great passing play caller for Justin Fields it, it, of, of the offensive coordinators. They've interviewed Jake. Is there anyone for you that you'd prefer at this point? Or are you still kind of, you know, evaluating it? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not going to claim to be an expert there, but I'm just glad that it's going to be a new, um, you know, a new play caller and someone that, you know, could potentially unlock, uh, you know, all of Justin's abilities and, and, um, you know, just kind of re reimagine what this bears offense can be after what it was at its best. We've seen that it looks good at times. Right. But the inconsistencies are there. Um, and just maybe taking greater advantage of his strengths, I think would, uh, yeah. would be, would be key. I don't know if that's Kubiak. I don't know if that's uh, Waldron. I don't know if it's Roman or someone else, but um, we will see. In situational football, I think is the biggest key too. Oh my When you God. talk about Second the down, inc- yes, yeah. third yeah, down. Fourth, and, fourth and short, third oh. and short, 
you know, uh, overthinking things. I think they, they could easily won a couple more games just from short yardage situational play calling. Uh, it's a game of inches, you know, and at the end of the day. So I think that's one of the biggest keys here as well. Uh, Kang, Kang Duad, you know, had a dollar 99 super chat. Kang, I, I've seen you in the chat a few times. I've pulled up some of your comments here on the show. Uh, you didn't have a comment attached to the super chat, but I appreciate your support here. Uh, so I did highlight one of your comments and he did put, we could get Dexter Lawrence or Quinn and Williams with the correct trade leveraging. I did want to, uh, I was, I meant to pull that up while Corey was still here. Uh, so I apologize there, King, but yeah, to the point of, for me, I, as much as I want Marvin Harrison jr. I think this is a very deep wide receiver group, especially in those first two rounds. Keon, Keon Coleman is another very, very good quarter a wide receiver that I think a lot of people are sleeping on because everybody's so focused on the top three, as well as I am. I'm, I, I think they need to come away with one of these top three wide receivers, but Keon Coleman is certainly somebody that's being forgotten. So in this scenario, if you trade back with the jets or the giants and you pick up a starter, like you did from uh, the Panthers last year and first multiple picks going forward, first round picks, second round picks, and add to your arsenal of, of draft equity, uh, Dexter Lawrence and Quinn and Williams, you want to talk about taking this defensive line to the next level. And Oh, by the way, adding a pass rusher in free agency. Now you're, you're talking about a defense that's going to be really tough to move the ball on and score on. So I, that's where my headspace is at. If you're going to run it back with fields, that's the kind of moves that I want to see the bears make as much as Marvin Harrison jr. Would be a lot of fun. I just think that you need to set yourself up with a little bit of an insurance policy and, um, and, and, and it's not, I think insurance policy is also kind of a, a way of it isn't saying it in the best light. Like you're bolstering your team. You know, it's not just an insurance policy in case Justin Fields doesn't work out. Uh, obviously that's part of the, the reasoning, but it's also just bolstering your team and the future of your franchise going forward regardless of what they do at the quarterback situation. So here we are, uh, we've rounded third and now we've headed home and somehow, some way, Jake, I think I've done the impossible. I think this might be the only show this entire off season on any outlet in Chicago sports media that did an entire show without talking about the quarterbacks going out for one and two here uh, in the NFL draft. So I, I think we've done the impossible here tonight. It's impressive, but you know, that quarterback is apparently not superstitious. So, you know, that is one of the, f the few things off the field that I, I like about that quarterback uh, along with a lot of things that he brings to the table on the field. So somehow this pro Justin Fields podcast episode has uh, shifted to me yeah, you're kind of breaking the you're kind of breaking the rules here, Jake. Yeah. And you know, you are my boss technically, yeah. but you know, you're in my world right now yeah. too. So, yeah. like, when you start breaking my rules in my house, you know, yeah. even though this is the house that you gave to me, which I'm very appreciative, by the yeah. way. I'm not gonna yell at you, but at the same time, we did have rigid rules. I tried to tell the chat they weren't allowed to say the name, but the chat doesn't listen to yeah. literally anything great. I say. And I can't say I blame them for that. Well then great. While I have you here and you're finishing up, Hey, 
who is the Bears quarterback to start the 2024 season, Braggs? <laughs> What's his name? Uh, it's, it's, he, it's he who shall not be named. No, it's, it's he not. Who it's shall him. not be named. It's I, him with I'm a one. Sti- QB one. It's JF one. It is the guy who will be throwing to DJ Moore, to Marvin Harrison Jr., to Cole Komet, and the guy who's going to take us all the way as this defense is going to be dominant once again, but consistent over time, is going to have better protection, even more weapons. They're going to have it, dude. I'm just, I'm telling you, they got that thing. It's the, what what is it? What did Cuba Gooding Jr. say? The Quan? Yeah. 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 And Ravi, Ravi is right here with you. He's saying, let's ride. And if there's anybody in our chat that I know is a bigger Justin Fields fan, it's Ravi. He loves himself some Justin Fields. So, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, if that happens, once again, we're going to set up a time and a place and everybody can chuck meatballs at me forever giving up on the dream. Uh, But we still have a long ways to go, 99 days until the draft. Who knows when the decision ultimately will be made, probably somewhere in between that. So we'll just have to wait and see. How are we doing? Uh, Say bye. So we'll say goodbye here. Say bye. We'll say goodbye here tonight. You guys, you guys want to say bear down to end the show? Say bear down. Bear down. Bear down. (laughs) Bear down, Chicago Bears. Have a good night. We did it. We did it. (laughs) 